My name is Juan Pablo Caski. I am a professor of pediatric inherited cardiovascular medicine at University College in London. Um, and I'm here as one of the two co-chairs of the brand new European Society of Cardiology Guidelines for the Management of Cardiomyopathies. Um, we were really excited to present these guidelines yesterday in the outline session. Um, they're now published in the European Heart Journal and they're also available as a pocket guideline with a summary of the, the major recommendation tables and some beautiful flowcharts and algorithms that can help guide clinicians when they're looking after patients with heart muscle disease. The guidelines are also available in, in a pocket form on, on an app your iPhone or for Android devices as well. So we were uh, really excited actually to present these new guidelines because they actually are the first ever international guidelines that deal with the whole range of cardiomyopathies. So up until very recently, the only guidelines available were for a very specific subtype of cardiomyopathy, for hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. But now, for the very first time ever, we have recommendations and detailed guidance for all of the different cardiomyopathy phenotypes. And at its heart, what these guidelines have are the patient and the family. And so we hope that with the recommendations that we have provided, that we will allow all patients and their relatives across the world to access the same level of high quality care and that this in turn will help to improve not just the diagnosis of cardiomyopathies, but also will help to improve outcomes in the longer term. I think if I were to focus on the aspects of the guideline that are most novel and perhaps the key points of the guidelines, I think the first thing I would say is that we are presenting here a very clinical um, diagnostic approach. So this is a systematic um, approach that begins with normal clinical presentations. So patients may present to the heart failure clinic. They may present with abnormal heart rhythms, with arrhythmias. They may present as a result of family screening, or, they, or it may be as part of an incidental finding. But the key tenet of this guideline is that we have a diagnostic workflow that starts with a very detailed description of the cardiac phenotype. So we look at the heart muscle phenotype. Is it hypertrophied? Is it dilated? Importantly, and for the very first time ever, we now include the presence of myocardial scar on cardiac magnetic resonance imaging as a key morphological phenotype within the cardiomyopathies. And we look at function, systolic and diastolic function. And so this detailed description of the phenotype, coupled with a description of additional phenotypic traits, the presence of arrhythmia, family history, pathological findings, laboratory testing, all comes together to arrive at a specific cardiomyopathy phenotype. And that's just the first aspect of the diagnosis. These are not diagnoses in their own right, but they should lead to a search for a more precise etiological diagnosis. And this leads to very etiologically driven recommendations for management. I think as part of this approach, the two things that perhaps stand out in the general assessment and management are first of all, the importance of cardiac MRI as, as a key test, not just for diagnosis of cardiomyopathies, but also to monitor treatment 
and also to aid with risk stratification, particularly for sudden cardiac death, but also for other disease-related complications such as heart failure. And the second important aspect here is the role of genetic testing, both for programs, for families, uh, for index cases rather, but also for the relatives. And, and here we have a, a new recommendation, an upgraded recommendation, that genetic testing should be offered not just to adult relatives, where a disease-causing variant has been identified in the family, but also now to children, as long as that is in the context of an appropriate multidisciplinary team. And key to both of these recommendations, acknowledging that resources may be an issue in some places, is the fact that we are advocating here a really close collaboration between expert centers, but also local cardiologists, local pediatricians, and local pediatric cardiologists. So this interaction between cardiomyopathy specialists and more general cardiologists is ex extremely important in the guideline. I think focusing on more specific recommendations, I think perhaps two aspects where there are significant novelties are, first of all, the algorithm for risk stratification for sudden cardiac death in dilated cardiomyopathy. Here we've moved beyond the use of ejection fraction as the only arbiter of high risk, and we include now the genotype as an essential component. So we have a beautiful table um, in the uh, guideline, also in the pocket guidelines, that details these high-risk genotypes and the associated phenotypic clinical traits that can help in a shared decision-making process for risk stratification and ICD decisions in these patients. And this is really a very novel uh, approach for, within the guideline. And I think the second um, really important, very specific uh, aspect is the advent of mavacantin, the cardiac myosin inhibitor, which is really one of the, it is the first drug that's been designed specifically for hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. And this is now included as a class 2A recommendation, so as a second line therapy adult patients with symptomatic hypertrophic cardiomyopathy with left ventricular outflow tract obstruction. And I think this is really represents a step change in our management of hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Up until now, we've been using drugs that have been around for decades, sometimes with good effect, but often without optimal performance. And the data from the clinical trials over the last couple of years have shown that Mavacamten is extremely effective at treating symptoms, but also in reducing the rates and, and the levels of left ventricular outflow tract obstruction. So, so I think this represents a really important advance in our management of hypertrophic cardiomyopathy and delighted that we're able to include this in, in our guidelines. So to sum up, um, it's been a really exciting uh, time in the field of heart muscle disease, and I think these guidelines are really very timely. Um, we present here a patient pathway approach, so again, having the patient and the families right at the very heart of it, and we hope that the recommendations that we are providing will serve as a starting point for uh, further developments and further guidance with a more specific focus on the individual heart muscle phenotypes over the coming years.